Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. of the Jizz Explorers podcast. This is Adrienne, and today it's just me. I'm going to record a mini-sode for you talking about the various types and kinds of hotels at Walt Disney World. It can be very overwhelming if you're planning your first trip or your 15th trip, honestly, if you to try to decide where you want to stay and um, what resort, what hotel is best for you. So we're going to kind of go into it a little bit today and just talk about all the different resorts. So the first thing to know is that there are three different categories of resort when you're looking at Walt Disney World. Those are basically separated by price, how much they're going to cost to stay. There's you know various types of amenities and size of rooms and all that sort of thing, but it's basically price. Your lowest level of resort is going to be the value resorts. The value resorts are like your basic motel. Most of the rooms have outward facing doors. Uh, You're going to have a quick service location for food, most likely not a table service. In fact, I don't think any of the uh, value resorts have table services, table service restaurants. And, um, you know, the pools are nice, but they don't, most of them don't have, I don't think any of them have water slides, that sort of thing. So within the value resort category, there are five different hotels. The first that I'm going to talk about is our personal favorite within our family, and that's Pop Century. Pop Century's decor theming celebrates the culture of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So the idea here is that they showcase familiar toys, fads, catchphrases, anything that someone might have experienced in the last 50 years or so. Uh, They have humongous icons that are like 40 feet tall or something like that. Like they have a jukebox, they have... um, you know, a telephone, eight track tapes, a laptop, all sorts of just humongous icons scattered throughout the resort to kind of let you know which decade century you're in. Um, my kids personally love the pool at Pop Century. It, they say it's their favorite one. It's called the Hippy Dippy Pool. It's kind of shaped like a flower. There's also a little splash pad area. So it's really cute. Not as big or as elaborate as some of the other ones, um, but we really enjoy that pool. The room size here is going to be your typical standard size room at about 260 square feet um, with a full-sized bed and a 
pull out Murphy bed if it's been renovated. Most of the value rooms have been renovated at this point. Our next favorite resort in the value category is the Art of Animation. Now the Art of Animation Resort is kind of strange. It's it's a value resort, but it's considered a value plus, and that's because there are two vastly different types of rooms here. The first is your traditional standard room. These are the little mermaid rooms, or the little mermaid section here, which again are just your standard rooms, about 260 square feet. And then the second type of room is a family suite. It has two bathrooms, a separate bedroom, a Murphy bed, and a pull-out couch. And these measure about 500 square feet. Um, the budget for the family suites is significantly more expensive. They run anywhere between $350 to $400 a night, depending on what time of the year you're going. Whereas the Little Mermaid rooms are going to be closer to about $150 to $180. But two bathrooms. I mean, you can't really beat that if you're going with a little bit of a larger group. We also love the food here. Again, it's just a quick service, but um, it's called Landscape of Favor Flavors, and it's really good. Um, the theming here is all about animation and kind of the process of animation. And you have four different areas themed to one of Disney's most popular animated feature films. This includes the Little Mermaid section, like I already talked about a little bit, The Lion King, Finding Nemo, and Cars. We've stayed in the Cars section. Super cute. Loved it. You can't go wrong. The next three value resorts can all kind of be lumped together. You have what are called the all-star resorts. You have all-star movies, all-star sports, and all-star music. And again here you're going to find over-the-top theming debate depending on you know which one of the resorts that you're in with the huge icons kind of like at Pop Century and Art of Animation. Um, the room size are again about that 260 square feet, two full beds, um, one bathroom you know, sink area, just your basic room. So nothing super duper um, interesting there. We have stayed, we've stayed at All-Star Movies and All-Star Music. I prefer movies just because I like the theming better. Uh, they have a Toy Story section, which is really, really cute. But those are all of the value resorts. And again, all of these rooms are on the, the lowest end of the pricing. If you're going to get one of the resort rooms, typically between 150 sometimes they go up to about 200 a little over 200 a night depending on if you're traveling during the peak season or off peak season the next category of resort is the moderate resort here you're going to get a little bit of extra theming um a little bit better food some of these food options will have um like there will be a table service restaurant at some of these resorts and um, like I said, just a, just a little bit extra. With every cost increase, you're going to see just a little bit extra. So the first one I'm going to list here is one that I've actually not personally stayed in, which are the cabins at Fort Wilderness. I'll also mention that Fort Wilderness has a campground that is going to be much, much cheaper. Those run about $60 a night, but again, of course, you've got to bring your own camper or tent or whatever it is you're going to do. So we're not going to talk about that much. Um, but the cabins at Fort Wilderness are basically a, a tiny cabin. They can sleep up to six adults, include one queen bed, one bunk bed, and one sleeper sofa. Um, and it just kind of, I mean, it feels like a campground. It's huge. This resort is 
absolutely humongous. There is a table service restaurant here called Trails End. It's known for its ribs, fried chicken. Um, and then you'll also find the infamous Hoop-dee-doo musical review, which my tongue gets tied up every time I have to say that, um, which is phenomenal if you're looking for a fun show for the whole family. The theming here, of course, is going to be a campground. It, it looks like a campground. Um, I will say if you're kind of trying to decide where you want to stay and you are going around Halloween or Christmas, the campers at Fort Wilderness take that the idea of decorating and putting out lights and whatnot to the next level. Even if you're not staying there, I highly recommend just going, renting one of their golf carts that you will need to get around this humongous resort and um, going around just to check out all the lights and the decorations because they're really great. The next two are very close together but very different in my opinion. You have Port Orleans Riverside and Port Orleans French Quarter. Riverside is decorated and themed to the the south essentially you've got two separate sections you've got the um bayou section and then you also have the i can't remember what it's called directly but it's the mansion section uh so if you stay on the the nicer mansiony side um you know it's it's i don't it's really pretty we stayed in the alligator bayou section didn't love it um because i'm from the south uh we talked about how when we were walking to the to the main lobby area it just kind of felt like we were walking to our backyard so it didn't feel extra special for us but if you do have a princess lover here uh the they do offer what are called princess rooms with extra magical theming um which are they're really beautiful Port Orleans French Quarter is our personal favorite moderate resort. It's very small, and that's my favorite part. It, no matter where you stay, it's a short walk to the lobby, a short walk to food, and um, they have a great uh, splash pad for the kids that we just we absolutely adored. It was great. Now, of course, if you're thinking French Quarter, the theming here is going to be New Orleans. So we've got cobblestone streets, gas lamps, wrought iron balconies, magnolias everywhere, Mardi Gras characters. The pool is fabulous. It has a water slide that's like this giant serpent snake dragon thing. I don't know. You climb up his back and you slide down his tongue. It's fabulous. The food here is really good too. Here you can get fresh made beignets um, and it's the only place in Disney World that you can get that. So it's there. It's delicious. Next up is Coronado Springs. Coronado Springs is the cheapest of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Convention. Um, convention resorts. So lots of people come in here on business trips and whatnot. So the theming here isn't as over the top as uh, you could see in some other places. So it, Disney describes it as celebrating the daring spirit of the great Spanish explorers, artists, writers, and architects. So you'll see a lot of Spanish influences here along with uh, their extra special Disney touches and whatnot. They are opening a tower here at Coronado Springs called the Grand Destino Tower soon, um, which is humongous um, and will be... 
um, a, a good addition there. So, cause you're also getting some new restaurants and, um, some other new things there that should be really interesting once it opens. Um, you should also know that the pool at Coronado is considered one of the best pools on Disney property, especially among the moderates. It has um, this huge like Mayan pyramid out in the back that um, is really appealing. It's just very visually appealing. Then we have uh, Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Beach is another really, really big resort. Um, I stayed there about a year ago and it's just, it's huge. I, I would suggest that if you are going to stay here to go ahead and pay the extra, a little bit extra every night for a preferred room, just so you don't have to walk as far to the food options, um, and the lobby area and to the pool. The pool here is amazing. Probably one of the best on property easily. It's um, themed obviously to the Caribbean and pirates and they offer pirate themed rooms and the pool is just, I mean, your kids will absolutely love it. And that's it for the moderate resorts. I thought there was another, I kept scrolling, but that's all there is there. All right. So then you move up into deluxe. And when we're talking about deluxe resorts at Disney World, you can get anywhere from the lowest price you're going to see for a room is probably about $550 per night. You can pay upwards to $1,200 per night, depending on time of year, type of room, view. Here, your views are going to be more, imp well, not necessarily more important, but they're going to be a bigger factor in price than you're going to see in the value or the moderate resorts, because so many of these resorts are close to parks. So if you want a park view room, meaning you want to walk out onto your balcony and see one of the parks, then this is the, these are the type of resorts you're going to want to go to. The Magic Kingdom has four of the deluxe resorts, three of which are on the monorail, which means from the lobby, you can get onto the monorail and go straight to Magic Kingdom Park. And then of course you can connect to, at the Ticket and Transportation Center, you can connect to the next monorail and go on to Epcot. So your transportation options are going to be bigger here. The three monorail resorts are the Polynesian, the Contemporary Resort, and the Grand Floridian. The Polynesian Resort is themed to, of course, the Polynesian Islands. So you're going to get lots of lush greenery, tropical flowers, beautiful fountains in the entrance. The entrance to the Polynesian Resort is probably one of my favorite places to walk through. It's so warm and inviting and the actual lobby area has one of my favorite hidden mickeys of all and probably in all of Walt Disney World. I love it because you walk right over it and you just never know it's there. Um, the food options at the Polynesian are amazing. You're going to get two table service restaurants, Kona Cafe and Ohana. They have a special um, dinner show called the Spirit of Aloha. They have a quick service location called Captain Cook's, which is very, very good. They also offer a bar called Trader Sam's, which is incredibly tiny and very difficult to get into, but is one of the best places to hang out if you have free time. If We don't even drink, but we love to go into Trader Sam's just for the experience. It's that much fun. We'll have to do a whole other mini so just on Trader Sam's. That's how much I love it. Um, you also, of course, can get your famous Dole Whip here at the Polynesian uh, at their Pineapple and Eye window. You get amazing views of Magic Kingdom Park, so you can see fireworks from the beach there at the Polynesian. Um, besides the monorail, you, of course, can get around by boat. Um, 
that can take you directly to Magic Kingdom and the buses. So we love the Polynesian, it's one of our favorites. Next up is the Contemporary Resort, which if you asked me, where's my favorite place, what's the best view I've ever had in any of our Walt Disney World resort stays, it is most definitely the Contemporary. Um, we splurged one weekend and went down there and stayed in a park view room and the fact that I could sit out on my balcony and look at Cinderella Castle and Space Mountain and see the fireworks at night and they pipe in the music through the TV in your room, in your resort room, so you can sit and listen to the Happily Ever After and watch the fireworks. It is probably one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in Disney World. So the Contemporary is one of my favorite resorts. Now when you say Contemporary and you think about the theming, you, you get what would have been considered modern back in the late 60s and 70s. So it has that modern, clean, sleek kind of theming. Um, the actual resort itself is what they, what they call an A-frame. So the whole thing kind of looks like an A, essentially. And the monorail goes straight through the center. And, um, I mean, it's just... I love the contemporary. It was really one of my favorite places to stay. So like I said, the monorail goes through the center. So you can actually, from the lobby, board the monorail and head straight to, again, Magic Kingdom, the Ticket and Transportation Center, and then transferring to Epcot. It is also the only resort with a walking path to Magic Kingdom, which can be a huge time saver. We have stayed there before. When we stayed there and we went to, say... Uh, one of the hard ticketed events at Magic Kingdom like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party or Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Our kids are exhausted afterward waiting on a bus or waiting on the monorail or the boat. Any of those things takes way too long but you know I can just like put my kid in the stroller or pick him up and it's a maybe a 10 minute walk from Magic Kingdom to back to the resort. So we love it for that reason if nothing else. It also houses some pretty top-notch dining experiences. You have California Rail, which is a signature dining restaurant. has views of Magic Kingdom, obviously, because it's up at the very top. There's also Chef Mickey's, which is one of the few places that you can meet the Fab Five. Uh, Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, and Pluto, all in, the same, all in the same place. So the Contemporary is another pretty awesome resort. Then you have the Grand Floridian. I have not stayed here yet, so I can't say much. I can tell you that it is stunning. It's very Victorian, I guess is the best way that I can describe it. Um, it has these large ceilings, grand rooms, marbled floors. It's, it's, it's really pretty spectacular. If you're looking to celebrate something very special, um, they do weddings here. Uh, if you, it's, it's, it would be a very nice place to stay. It's on my list. Um, food options here. You get again, some pretty outstanding table service restaurants. Of course, everything's going to be pricey. Like I said, you're in the highest tier of resorts. Um, but you're going to get, uh, Citricos, I think it's Narcosis, Narcosis. I can never remember how to um, pronounce that one. And Victoria and Alberts. Victoria and Alberts is the number one ranked restaurant in Disney World, including a triple A five diamond award. So, I mean, if you are looking for the ultimate dining experience, um, Victoria and Albert's is, 
is for you. Not necessarily for me, but for you. All right, um, one of our other favorite resorts in the deluxe category is Boardwalk. Boardwalk is in, well, hang on, before I get there, let me go back. The fourth Magic Kingdom area resort is Wilderness Lodge. It's not on the monorail, but you can reach it by boat. Um, and we love it here. It, it it has a rustic feel like a cabin, um, but huge at Christmas. They really go all out with huge Christmas trees. Um, their lobby is about three stories open air, and they have Christmas trees that go the entire length of it. We um, we wanted to get in there to stay one of our Christmas vacations, and we couldn't get in, but um, we did eat at one of the restaurants there just so that we could go visit and and see the decorations for ourselves um absolutely beautiful um the rooms here unfortunately only accommodate four guests rather than five most of the other deluxe resorts have added a small pull out murphy bed to get a fifth or like a couch or something so you can add a fifth person in there um, but these still only do four but they do have some rooms that book bunk beds which i think is really cool um and then again, their food options. One of our favorite food experiences ever was at the Whispering Canyon Cafe, Cafe, which is at Wilderness Lodge. Uh, lots of uh, goofy shenanigans, lots of fun. So that one's a, a really, really fun experience for the family. Okay, now moving on. The next area is the Epcot area resorts. You'll find three here, including the Beach Club, the Yacht Club, and Boardwalk. Beach Club is what you would expect. You would expect kind of a beachy kind of theme. You get, you know, like cool blues, warm browns, comfy chairs. Um, it shares a pool with Yacht Club. They are right next to each other. Um, and something that I had never realized before I stayed in one of these resorts was just how close they are together and how close they are to Epcot. When it says Epcot area, like you walk there. It's like a five minute walk to Epcot and you enter in through what's called the International Gateway and you head into the back of Epcot. So you don't enter through the front with Spaceship Earth. Instead, you enter through the back and you're behind the UK and the France pavilions, which is a huge plus if you're going for safe food and wine festival or flower and garden festival these are like these three resorts will get you right there you won't need to use any transportation at all you just walk um so like i said beach club and yacht club share a port a pool called storm along bay it is humongous it is the biggest pool on property it has a full-sized what looks like a full-sized pirate ship a um lazy river in and of itself and a really great water slide and also it's zero entry and i think sand bottom so probably the coolest pool on property um it also has one of our favorite dining um dining options which is the beaches and cream which is just this it's literally tiny it's this tiny little restaurant that has just like basic like diner food burgers soups that sort of thing but it has what's called the kitchen sink which is 30 scoops of ice cream brownies twinkies literally every um every topping you can think of that would go on ice cream is here in the kitchen sink my family tried it we failed spectacularly but it was a lot of fun to try so going right along with beach club is yacht club 
and uh, very similar to Beach Club in its theming. Uh, Yacht Club is a little bit fancier with more of a nautical theme than a beachy theme. Um, so you get more navies and beiges throughout the whole thing instead of, you know, the, the cooler beach kind of theming. Um, again, you can walk straight to Epcot. You can walk to Hollywood Studios from here as well. Um, there's also a water taxi from the resort to um, both of those parks. Uh, you get some more great food there. Um, never stayed in Yacht Club myself, but again, another one that's on the list. Now, my absolute favorite resort in all of Walt Disney World is the Boardwalk Inn. It's um, it's themed to like Coney Island, Atlantic City boardwalks, and we we loved so much about this. The rooms, for one, the rooms uh, slept five, so um, my sister came along with us on this one, and so she could fit into the room easily. Um, the food options were so good. We, I was really nervous about this one because it doesn't have your traditional quick service location. Instead, they have kind of a, um, like a bakery that you can go to get breakfast and like snacks for lunch and whatnot. There are four table service dining locations here. You get the Flying Fish, ESPN Club, Trattoria Al Forno, which has a character breakfast with Rapunzel, Flynn Rider, Ariel, and Prince Eric. Um, as well as the Big Timber Bar and Grill. They also have a bar here called Abracadabar, which is themed to magicians, which is really fun, and the Amples Hill Creamery, which is ice cream where you can get like an ice cream flight. Like if you can't decide, you can get little bits of everything. It's awesome. Um, and again, you're going to have the convenience of walking to Hollywood Studios or walking to Epcot. Alright, and then finally we're going to talk about Animal Kingdom Lodge, another one of our favorites. It's beautifully themed. If you know anything about the Imagineers at Disney World, Joe Rohde um, was one of, he had a, a pretty big hand in decorating. It's all African inspired. They did lots of research. You can find actual African artwork. Um, they have a savanna out back with animals so you can see giraffe and zebra and okapi and some I, don't, I can't remember what else like nothing big like an elephant or anything but um bunches of different animals you can get a savannah view room so you can literally wake up in the morning walk out on your balcony and be greeted by a giraffe like we were um it's the cheapest of the deluxe resorts because it is so far out the only transportation options are bus it's close to animal kingdom obviously but um pretty much far away from everywhere else so it's one of the cheaper ones and i do want to kind of mention we're we're basically done we've gone through all the values moderates and deluxes um but disney of course has its own um What they have what's called the Disney Vacation Club, where you join, you spend so much money, and then you're able to use points towards rooms. And each of the resorts that I just listed has, in addition to direct from Disney rooms, they have a villa side, which is the DVC side. In addition to the these resorts that we just talked about, the deluxe resorts that have a DVC section, there are also two resorts that are DVC only. 
these are Saratoga Springs, which is another kind of Victorian style resort. It is very big, um, has studio rooms, villas, uh, and is in the Disney Springs section. So you can actually take a boat. I think there might even be a walking um, path between Saratoga Springs and Disney Springs. Um, and just because it's DVC doesn't mean that you can't rent from Disney because you can. And then the other one is Old Key West, which is the original DVC resort. Um, so it's one of the older resorts on property and it is themed to the Florida Keys um, and is very peaceful, very, it's beautiful. You get, of course, great pools and um, is again in that Disney Springs area. So I hope that if you've made it through this whole podcast, you have been helped a little bit in understanding exactly what we have, what all the options are at Disney World for resorts. There are so many, and it's really important to think about what's important to you and what your goals are for that trip whenever you're trying to choose a resort. If you're going to, if you literally only use your hotel room to sleep in, go for a value because it's the cheapest if all you're doing is going in, sleeping, getting up the next morning and hitting the parks until you cannot move any longer, then a value is going to do exactly what you need it to do. If you're more like us and we kind of tend to take it a little bit slower these days, then one of the resorts that's close to the park that you want to spend the most time in is going to be great. We love, um, that's one of the reasons that we love Boardwalk so much is because it is so close to um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot, which are our two favorite resorts uh, in our families where we tend to spend the most time. If we're going for a quick weekend and we're only going for one of those hard ticketed events at Magic Kingdom, then one of the Magic Kingdom resorts resorts is going to be best suited for our needs. Um, and we do, as a family, tend to spend a lot of time at the pool. We tend to do a lot of shopping around the resorts. We like to explore all the different food options. So the values don't hold as much value for us personally because they um because we do so much more at the resorts than just sleep um but i will say that every time we say hey we're thinking about planning a trip to disney my kids immediately go are we going to pop century i want to go to pop century except for my daughter who has expensive taste and wants to stay at the contemporary every time um which is just not possible sorry love you dear but not possible So again, I hope that you learned a little bit of something and that this can help you next time you are thinking about taking a trip to Disney and you just don't know where to start. Um, I hope that this helps just a little bit. So thank you for listening and I hope that you come back and listen to us next time on the Diz Explorers and we'll see you then.
follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com, where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening.